You're listening to Tooth Be Told. For the latest updates, like our SPIU Alberta Facebook page and follow us at SPIU Alberta on Instagram. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Tooth Be Told podcast. I'm Ying and I'm joined by Nick. Hey everyone, I'm Nick. I'm happy to be back co-hosting another episode. And in our second episode of the new year, we have a fourth year dental student from the U of A here with us, Josh Handy. Josh is here to shed light on a student run initiative here at the school called Pathways to Dentistry. Thank you for joining us today, Josh. And uh, if you'd like to start off by giving us just a little bit of an intro on yourself, that'd be great. Um, Sure. So thanks for having me. I'm uh, originally from uh, Calgary. I did an undergrad degree in microbio there. And then I came up here to Edmonton uh, for dentistry. And then while here, actually, I met my wife in the same class and we got married just this summer. So that's probably the biggest news that I have recently. So, yeah, that's that's me. Congrats on the wedding. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's always a pleasure to have another student join us. That way we can share like the voices of people currently going through dental school. Um, yeah. So Josh, would you uh, like to introduce just broadly what Pathways to Dentistry is? Sure. So Pathways to Dentistry was originally founded by Sama Benet in he graduated 2021. And so the reason behind him starting this was he felt like when he was an undergrad dentistry wasn't really something that people were informed of as well as say medicine. And so he just wanted, you know, undergraduate students and potentially high school, high school students to be more aware of that. And then what he realized at a certain point was there's uh, pathways to medicine program at the university of Calgary. And so it essentially, it helps Um, people in high school who have shown great potential um, academically and extracurricularly, but they don't really have the financial backing necessarily to take the chance of taking an undergraduate degree and then maybe getting into a professional school. And so like in a lot of situations, those students would maybe follow the, you know, maybe what you might call a more concrete career path that doesn't necessarily involve an undergraduate degree and then potentially another degree. And so he took that and then he wanted to incorporate that here at the U of A for dentistry. So for students who are, you know, interested in dentistry, but maybe they don't necessarily have the financial means to invest in an undergraduate degree and then, you know, pursue professional studies. Oh, that's really cool. Good on you guys for working with or towards that. Uh, my next question would be, how are you guys going about promoting pathways to undergrad students? So I think, I mean, I'd like to take credit for everything, but I think Alora does a really good job of that. She's very as, um, active on the Facebook and the Facebook page that we have and the email that we have. And so what happens is, you know, um, undergraduate students or maybe even high school students will email or reach out and they'll just kind of, usually they want I don't know, maybe tips around the application process. And especially with things changing this year, it's really nice to have somebody who can kind of just give you a little bit of, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, break it down. Cause I don't know. I, I mean, when we went through the application process, it was maybe a little bit more succinct. And now, 
there's a variety of different things that go into it. So it can be a little overwhelming. So that's kind of the main thing. And then the other way that we do promotional activities is um, Alora will be attending actually some high school, like career day fairs. And she'll be able to talk about, about dentistry and about the pathways to dentistry program. And then, yeah, so I, I'd say those are the two main things right now. Right. Oh, that makes sense. We love Alora anyway. She's very good at going out and kind of like speaking on all of the all of the things you talked about there. And yeah, um, so I guess we mentioned that uh, you guys were planning to go out to high schools and kind of talk to the high school kids there. So do you think that going as early as high school is a good kind of way to introduce dentistry to more people? Yeah, so I, I think that for students who are interested in, you know, medicine or dentistry or I guess healthcare in general, it's not a bad idea to start thinking about that, you know, maybe in, in grade 11, as early as grade 11, because then you can kind of, that's when you really start to get to kind of pick the courses that you're taking. And also your grade 11 marks will um, have an impact on your admission to university, especially if you're doing early admission. And the other thing is, you know, if you can reach somebody at 16 and kind of say, hey, you know, this is an option for you, they, they might be more inclined to, um, I don't know, try and achieve at a higher level. And ultimately, that's never a bad thing, because even if they, you know, finish their high school or whatever, and they decide, you know, maybe this isn't, maybe dentistry is not what I want. Well, having good marks and maybe some extracurriculars is, is also going to help them. And so this scholarship is specifically designed for uh, students who don't have any undergraduate degree experience. So they're tip, I mean, we would think they'd be coming straight out of high school. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's amazing. I know, uh, I mean, it is pretty early on for the program itself, but could you potentially see it spreading to other provinces and different schools and different students running it there as it is such a great resource that I feel like all undergraduate students could benefit from? So I think that as far as it's spreading to different schools, I mean, U of C has that program for medicine. And so we also, you know, we kind of took that idea and brought it into dentistry. I would think that they might, there might be communication between the University of Calgary and the University of Alberta. And they might say, you know, within this province, we'd like to have one program like that, but maybe not necessarily two. And so you might see something like that with dentistry or with medicine. And I'm not, I'm not sure if they have similar kind of programs at other schools across the country, but if they don't, I'm sure that they at least have bursary programs that certainly help um, students in financial need. I think the distinguishing factor of the Pathways to Dentistry program is that part of this scholarship is, well, I guess you would say like a guaranteed admission. So you have a reserved spot. There are requirements that you have to meet during your undergraduate degree. And, but you do have a reserved spot and you will have preference for that spot. Wow, that's really cool. I, I actually didn't know that was a thing that you could have a reserved spot. So that's, that's cool to hear. Um, I guess like we're circling back a little bit, but can you talk mm -hmm. to us more about this scholarship and exactly what it entails? 
So right now we're still in the works with things like, um, well, in all the meetings it's called Central, but I guess the University of Alberta, they like to centralize the awards. And so then we have to talk to them about what they're comfortable with us doing as a department and with this student group and what they wanna do. Um, in terms of this award, so with a student coming out of high school, it would be based on, you know, academic success and, you know, extracurricular activities that show interest in the field of, you know, healthcare prep and maybe even dentistry in particular. And then from there, you know, admission into the Pathways to Dentistry program during their undergraduate degree, they would need to meet all the requirements that are expected of a student who would be applying outside of the Pathways to Dentistry program. And then, you know, there's minimum GPAs to be met and there are, you know, minimum DAT scores and there are, you know, you would need to have an extracurricular portfolio now that that's something that the university or yeah, now that dentistry is looking at that. And what we've done there is every year of the undergraduate degree program, the idea is to provide this student with a $5,000 scholarship. And so that in combination with um, student loans and the grants that come with that and potentially bursaries and scholarships that would come for a student who is someone of financial need, that that would provide enough of a boost that pursuing an undergraduate degree on the chance of getting admission into a professional program then becomes less of a financial consideration and so that's, that's the general idea. So, you know, a successful high school student who goes into an undergraduate is accepted into an undergraduate degree program at the University of Alberta and then meets the requirements for application, but they do get, uh, they do have a preferential spot and the requirements, they're not, they're not necessarily lower, but they might be considered more lenient. And so that's, that's the idea behind the scholarship. That's great. Yeah. I know. I think when you just think of dentistry and you look at sort of like the cost of tuition and stuff for a lot of people immediately, it may be like, like, oh my gosh, how am I going to able to afford this? But with programs such as that, that's great. And we'll hopefully be able to help a lot of people. So that's awesome. My, uh, my next question is, and I know you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you think dentistry is lacking a little bit in terms of tools to help undergraduate students? Um, you know, you think of medicine, for example, where there's so many different tools and services that people can use, and it seems to have a lot of a focus, but do you think dentistry is maybe lacking a little bit in that area? Uh, I don't know. So I think it's tough because dentistry gets compared to, like, we get, you know, kind of roped in in the same areas as medicine, but medicine is a significantly bigger program, and it's also got a significant more government involvement and so a lot of you know what's done in dentistry I think that there are a lot of good things in place um you know within the department to try and help students and inform students I don't know when I went through I like I went to rock the dat and there's a lot of student things like to help you out but I don't know proportionally speaking it's it's hard to say I think that I think that dead shoot does a, does a pretty good job, but when you're a smaller, like when you're a smaller group, it just might not seem as, you know, out there as medicine. Right. 
I feel like we all sort of feel the same frustrations being in the program. And I guess, I guess, I don't know, food for thought to think about it. I guess moving on, um, I think Pathways also caters to dental hygiene. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about the dental hygiene side of Pathways to Dentistry? So in terms of the dental hygiene side, one of the things that's organized by the Pathways to Dentistry is kind of this talk to talk to high school students and undergraduate students interested in dentistry or dental hygiene and to talk to them about, you know, the profession, kind of what you would expect in terms of applying and we have dental hygiene students on that side who will come in and they will give a presentation to students interested in dental hygiene. And I think like one of, one of our main things is to kind of bring awareness to dental hygiene because in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a great profession. Like for example, if you're a high school student considering uh, something in healthcare and you want something more immediate, uh, nursing is always kind of front of mind. That's something you come straight out of high school and you go into an undergraduate degree program four years, you're, you're working and you're in a career. And so for people who are interested in that, they think nursing. But one of the advantages of dental hygiene is it could be a four-year program like that, but there isn't shift work which is something that I've heard a lot of dental hygiene say that they're, in retrospect, they're grateful for. You know, they may have been considering nursing and dental hygiene, but being dental hygiene, not having work, that's something to be considered. So the other aspect of dental hygiene is there's this, the idea that we have this kind of spring or summer day where interested students could come into the sim lab and do smaller activities like take algae impressions on a type of dog, you know, do sealants, that kind of thing. And so that might also give an idea of, you know, what's involved in terms of the hand skills necessarily to do hygiene, because there will be like, there would be a perio station where you would do some scaling or something like that. Dental hygienists may play sealants and things like that. So you would get a taste of that. I think on the dental hygiene side of things, there's not a scholarship program set up at this point, but I guess, building awareness and making people feel more comfortable with the application process and the benefits of the dental hygiene program. That's great. Yeah. I think like you mentioned, they're just getting even people to get a taste of sort of what the hands-on experience would be. That's, that can be so valuable to someone who maybe isn't sure what the job would entail. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, moving on, I know you, uh, the program itself, certainly you guys have you know, a few members on the team. Uh, I was wondering if you could sort of talk about the different roles and the different people that are on the Pathways to Dentistry team and what it's been like being a member of that group so far. So um, it's been, it was, it's kind of interesting because Sama started it and then he just, he reached out to me and said, you know, would you like to be a part of this? And I said, at first I wasn't, I wasn't sure, but I did want to be involved in something. And then I was also initially, I, I was unsure about the idea of this, this guaranteed spot because I know what everybody goes through in order to get into these programs. And I didn't want it to be a situation where people felt like, well, it's just, it's an unfair advantage, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my initial issue with it. And what Sam kind of advised me, he said, well, if this is what you're thinking about, he's like, it's not a bad thing to think about. So then you can do your best to do it in a way that you think is fair. And so that's kind of what got me involved in it. And so he was senior chair and then now 
obviously he's graduated. So I'm senior chair. And so I guess the main thing that I'm doing at this point is trying to figure out between the university and the student group, what we'd like the pathways to dentistry scholarship process to look like. I made a, an application manual and then I've been talking to the department about that. So in the future, I think the senior chair would do things like re- maybe review a little bit more with the applications. Um, and then in third year, the junior chair would be Sheldon. And so he is, he, well, he's also taken on kind of the financial aspect of things like fundraising and things like that. And then he also kind of sits on, on these, these meetings and, and that so that when he comes into next year, which may be the first year of students actually applying, he knows what's up. Then we have um, Alora. She's kind of, I don't know what you want, public relations, I guess. And so she does that kind of angle. And then in dentistry, we also have uh, Maria, who is doing the summer, like spring program. And then we have a couple of dental hygiene students who are also involved and they do like that presentation aspect. And then they've also contributed a lot to the summer program. Right. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to see this summer program come to be. I've talked to Maria about it. And I think it's honestly, like, I wish I had that, like, before I entered dentistry, it would have helped a lot, like, kind of picture what the profession really is. And so I'm really excited for that for you guys. Um, And uh, what do you wish that undergraduate students or high school students would know about dentistry and pathways to dentistry? anything that you kind of want to tell them? So uh, in terms of high school students, I would just say, when I, well, okay, maybe it was the guys that I was hanging out with, but when I was in high school, you'd hear guys say, you know what, your marks, grade 10, grade 11, they don't matter. I would say they do. I would say, especially if you want early admission, especially if you want scholarships, like, you know, take that into consideration, build those habits, then it, it does matter, right? And you know, there may be a lot of, there may be some students who can just turn it on in grade 12, but, you know, I would recommend that keeping that in mind. And then the other thing is, again, for high school, like some extracurriculars, like that's always good, whether teams you want to play on or something like that. And then for undergraduate students, in terms of dentistry, I would say that one of the things that I think dentistry doesn't necessarily get as much attention for when you're an undergrad is the fact that you can go into this, you can go into a profession that helps people and is very satisfying in the sense that you get to provide immediate treatment in the way that medicine often is not, um, unless you're a specialist. And if you wanna be a specialist, you're gonna be in school for a long time. And I would also say to undergraduate students who are considering medicine or dentistry, you know, if you're doing that, you're a good student and you're getting after it and good for you. But at a certain point, you might be done with school. You might get to a point where you're like, you know, what? I've been in school for a long time. I'm, I'm okay if I'm not in school anymore. And residency might feel like, you know, you know, residency in my mind, being a dentist where you don't have residency, residency looks like more school. But I guess if you're in medicine, you're passionate about it, that's great. And you are going to get, you know, you do get paid. And so maybe it, it feels different. I don't know. But I am grateful for that. That's one thing that in undergrad, I don't know. Medicine gets a lot of attention and a lot of prestige, and a lot of respect, and it absolutely should. But there's a really nice middle ground over here in dentistry that I would say is worth those students' consideration. 
Yeah, for sure. I know for me being an undergrad, it's so true. Like everyone, it's always just like medicine, medicine, medicine. And like you said, it's a great profession, but just making people a bit more aware about what the pros of dentistry can be, I think can definitely go a long way. Um, and I know, I know my next question here might be a bit of a tough one to answer because I know the program is pretty new and you might not have had a lot of interactions, but have you had any memorable or kind of neat interactions with students that have been interested in pathways or have sort of submitted questions to you guys? So last year we had one of these presentations and Sam was doing the main presenting or talked a bit and I talked a bit and I don't know if it was one particular interaction, but I was kind of like, I was kind of amazed by how many students were actually a part of the Zoom, how many students had these questions. I don't know. It really brought me back to when I was kind of going through this and applying this stuff and kind of how anxious it can make you. And you really just want good answers to your questions. And so I don't know that we were able to answer everybody's questions to the level that they would like. Cause sometimes it's pretty personal, right? Like, Oh, I took this course at this university is going to transfer. I don't know. But the times that we were able to answer the question and calm somebody's nerves that to me like you can do that for well hopefully many more students than you ever make anxious with your presentation then then that to me is like that's a great thing about this program totally yeah I know the whole process of applying can be I mean it's nerve-wracking there's so much uncertainty so just having people that have gone through it know what you're going through to bounce ideas off of can be can be huge so that's no that's great um, my next question too, um, just out of curiosity, have you guys had any international students contact you about applying to dentistry? Because I know that our 2025 class does have a few international students. So I was just wondering if that has been something that's happened. No, I don't know. That hasn't, not that I'm not that I know of. And part of what I would think in that respect is if you're an international student working into dentistry here, that you would either be eligible for some sort of scholarship perhaps, um, or you have some sort of backing from wherever you're, you're, you're traveling from because part of, well, I can't speak for everything, but at least part of our scholarship is um, you would need to be an Alberta resident for uh, at least a year before applying. And that's pretty common. It's, it's not, well, I don't know, but it seems like it's a fairly common requirement in terms of scholarships and bursaries and things like that. Um, so in terms of international students, I mean, we're we would be happy to give any guidance or any helpful tips that we can. But in terms of eligibility, for example, pathways to dentistry, you know, I'm not sure. And I think the international students that I've talked to in are you talking about the advanced placement students? Or are you talking about there's there? I know there's a student in first year who's from I think Qatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's... laughs> so are are you referring to like first year students, or are you referring to the advanced placement? Uh, I was referring to the first year students, but I guess oh. also for advanced advanced placement. It kind of the whole idea of just learning more about applications. It kind of would go for them as well too. So at this point, um, in terms of advanced placement application, that's not something we would we know anything about. 
or would be yeah. able to advise on. Um, in terms oh, okay. of students that are international students that are trying to come into first year, you know, they could definitely talk to us and we would try and help them in any way that we could. Um, but I'm not sure that they would be eligible for the scholarship simply because of the, the residence requirement. And I guess I would also think that if you're an international student, I mean, typically it's, it's, it's less expensive to go to school closer to where you live. Mm -hmm. So if you're an international student, then there may be some, like you may be getting support financially in order to, to do that in the first place. Right. Yeah. Um, we have our last question here. Uh, here at the U of A, the application is changing this year to kind of reduce the importance of uh, GPA and introduce ex more extracurriculars and everything like that. Uh, do you think that this impacts pathways to dentistry in any way or, or even does it impact, I guess, the kind of students that will uh, enter the dentistry program? So that's interesting. And I had to think, I had to think about that one because um, I was kind of designing the application process and the criteria for that. On one hand, it makes it simpler for me because let's say we were under the original system and now, you know, where the GPAs are all, you know, you're saying, okay, GPA is really important. It's 50% and it's all typically quite high. Then it's a question, more of a question in my mind. Okay. So how lenient would we be? for students, you know, in this program. But when the GPA requirement has already been de-emphasized, then it makes it simpler, you know, from my perspective in terms of what kind of requirements the student would need. And then in terms of will it draw a different crowd? I'm not sure. I think that maybe that's the intention, you know, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know how we should feel about that. <laughs> but I also don't think that I'm also not sure that it'll draw, you know, a different crowd because the people that I meet in the program right now, I'm not convinced that they couldn't be successful under this new system. A lot of, and I also think that, you know, perhaps if you looked at this application process and you were kind of interested in dentistry or something else like that, and you felt like, you know what, I don't know if I really fit this application process. You know, if you're, if you're somebody who wants to go to professional school and you've been a high achiever, you're going to have other options and you can explore that too. So I think we might, I think in a lot of ways, we'd get a lot of the same people and you might get some difference, you know, but I think you're still going to get good people. And I also think that just because they de-emphasize the GPA doesn't mean that you're not going to get people who have really strong GPAs and academic ability, you might just get more of an emphasis on extracurriculars, which is, which is okay. And I think you also might see more of an overlap between the people who apply for medicine and the people who apply for dentistry, because the application processes now are even more similar than they used, like they're significantly more similar than they used to be. So you can write your application for medicine. I mean, Right, you take the dat. You've already mm -hmm. taken the MCAT, which is a beast. The dat is not, you know, <laughs> not on that level. So you've taken that. You've written your application, medicine. Like, yeah, maybe you'll look at dentistry more. So we might get a different crowd, but I think, I think we're gonna get a lot of the same kind of people. And I don't think that's a bad thing because, mm -hmm. 
a lot of good students in this program. Yeah, totally. It'd be definitely interesting to see what if, if anything, that changes and how that whole process goes. But yeah, we'll see. Well, Josh, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing everything with us. Um, what you guys are doing is great. And it's, and I just think back to when I was applying and how, you know, confusing and scary and almost like secretive the whole process can be. So just, you know, opening up a little bit more to potential students so that they have a better idea and can get comfort in that, I think is awesome. So yeah, we just really appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you again for talking about Pathways to Dentistry and spreading the word. And that's it for today's episode. We loved our little chat with you and we wish you all the best and good luck on boards. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Bye-bye.